You've found a show that will explore how to experience a kingdom lifestyle that is both focused and balanced. Welcome to Live Exceptionally. In a world where we are constantly bombarded with demands on our time and attention, it can be difficult to find the space to truly live our best lives. But what if we could find a way to live exceptionally with a sense of purpose, freedom, and rest? Whether you're a busy professional, a stay-at-home parent, or anyone who wants to live a more focused and balanced life, this show is for you. Join us as we discover how to live exceptionally, finding freedom and rest along the way. Now, let's get into this week's episode of Live Exceptionally with Dr. Yvonne Thompson. Welcome back to Live Exceptionally, where we equip people with keys and tools to achieve a kingdom lifestyle that is purposeful, focused, and balanced. Greetings for an amazing new year. I hope this year brings an abundance of God's choices, blessings, along with his peace and his rest. This month, we focus our attention on key areas of direction that focus our soul for the year. Devotion to God is a foundation for all that we do. And sharing and praying with us on the topic of devotion is Dr. Kara Sensenig, who is a executive director for Eastgate House of Prayer in Pennsylvania. Let's listen in and welcome Kara. Hi, Dr. Yvonne. Thank you so much for having me here today. Um, to answer your question, usually for myself, usually at the beginning of the year, and when I say the beginning of the year, it's usually September, um, following kind of the Hebraic New Year. Uh, I just begin to sit with the Lord and ask him, you know, what he's, what his heart is for the year, what's coming. So they try to avoid those speed bumps as much as possible. So back in September, um, I began to just, you know, talk to the Lord a little bit. And I happened to be in worship one, it was a Sunday morning, as a matter of fact. And as I was in worship, um, I saw this really large um, opening in front of me and it, it caught me by surprise. I'm like, what's that? This really large arched opening. And I saw myself approach and there were people with me. We approached this opening and there was bright light everywhere. And I saw myself begin to step over this threshold. And it was a little scary, but as soon as we we took that step, I found myself kind of like floating in the air and there was this broad, spacious place. And so was, I was like, wow, what was that? I you know, went back and began to talk to the Lord about it. Um, and, and it was really interesting. First of all, the Lord brought to mind Psalm 18, 19. I'm just going to read this here. Psalm 18 and 19, it says, he brought me forth into a spacious, a broad place. He rescued me because he delighted in me. And so the Lord, you know, spoke to me through that. But if I back up a little bit, I didn't realize it was a door. And we recognize that 2024 and 5784 is the year of the door or many doors. Um, so it's ironic. I wasn't realizing that when I had this picture. And so this decade of the 80s is the, the decade of the mouth or the pay. And um, interesting uh, there's such power as we approach 2024 and we're coming into the new year, what we say really matters. Mm -hmm. And so even Hebraically and understanding biblically what the year represents, there's this emphasis on, on the words that we use and how we speak and how we pray and what we declare. Um, it's almost like there's an extra, extra oomph uh, on it. And so it matters. It really does matter what we say. 
And then when we recognize that the number four in 24 or 57, 84 um, is the year of the door, um, that's significant as well. So John 10, 10 says the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But I come that you would have life and have it abundantly. And then in verse seven, Jesus talks about himself being the door. He's the ultimate door. So we can't access the promises of God through any other person. Um, he wants to be our door this year. And so as we approach him and his presence, it's the year of, of his presence as well. And so it's important to spend time in his presence. It always is. But there's something about the emphasis on these, this year particularly. Um, yeah. Yeah. When you uh, talk about like uh, Jesus being the door and tying that to the fact that it's the year of the door, I think that is so poignant because a lot of times, you know, there's emphasis on just the theme, you know, right. uh, the year of the door um, access, but he is the door and we can't access the promises unless we're actually going through him and yeah. not just using him as a, for lack of a better word, magician or Santa Claus type God, but we're actually um, not just going through him, but we're spending time with him. Mm -hmm. That that process of when you talk about walking through a door, you're walking through a portal. You're walking right. through something that you're accessing. And I, I think the power of what we ac access or even the power of what it is that we're walking into is t directly tied to spending time with him. Yes. Yes. It's like it's an invitation. That door is like an invitation. This year, it's like he's rolled out the carpet and here's the invitation into my presence to, to seek my face, to, to meet with me face to face and watch what I will do. I think that there's new opportunities for many people, but it requires taking a risk and stepping out. I, you know, I felt that even in the picture that the Lord gave me. I tend to be one who um, experiences the word. <laughs> You know, like my life, I, I live out whatever God is speaking to me, um, can't quite get away from it. And so I do, I, I feel like for many of us, there's this massive opening, there's this season before us, um, and we have an option to step out and step through. Um, and for many of us, it's unknown and it requires a risk, but there's blessing attached to it if we're willing to let go and trust him. And so it's a posture of trust as well. It's a posture of confidence in the Lord that he's good and he is who he says he is. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of times with where we are, there's so many distractions, so many different things that vie for our attention in regards to time away from just the foundation yep. of that devotion. And it's almost as if because of the culture we're living in, everything being quick and fast, drive through, uh, even our appliances, you know, we moved from microwaves. Now we have like pressure cookers, things that would normally take yeah. like a crock pot. I still have my crock pot, but mm -hmm. I don't have a pressure cooker where things are, are uh, done in a quicker amount of time. Um, we want the access, but we don't, we're not sitting in that posture of right. waiting. We're not sitting in that posture of spending time. And so what would you say are ways that we can reduce the distractions, reduce even the propensity to want things in a faster way and, but to, and to foster, foster that devotion, foster that waiting and that posture and have it be a part of our lifestyle. Yeah. 
That's a great question. It's a question, I think, even when we know the answer, or the quote-unquote answer, we still need to be re-reminded of, of those yes. truths. So real practically for me, um, again, prioritizing his presence. I'm I'm busy. You know, I'm running my kids all over the place and um, leading House of Prayer and church, a number of different things. Um, so I'm a different person when I've spent a chunk of, of time, whether that's daily, I, I needing to spend daily time with him, but then also taking chunks out of my out of my week and and putting it into my schedule that that nobody can touch that. Um, you know, I'm again, I'm a different person. I'm a better mom. I'm a better wife. Uh, I'm just a better person when I've spent time with them because I in that place I'm able to realign. For example, worship. I, I we're part of a house of prayer, and so worship is 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 key as is prayer. But when we worship, we align our thoughts with his. We, you know, it's an, it's an alignment process. And as people, again, this year represents, you know, that there's a, a realigning that's happening in the earth right now. But real simple and real pra practically, when we worship him, we align our hearts. We align our thoughts. The words that come out of our mouth, what we sing, what we say, it aligns with him. And um, we, we just really need that. Uh, a couple of things. For me personally, um, I meditate on the word and, and that can look real simple. I'm going through Psalm 23. It's a passage I used to hate growing up because I didn't experience it. Right. And, you know, that's a real key. If you don't like something in the word, it bothers you. There's probably a reason why. And so I've made it a practice to go back to those places and dig in. And, OK, God, what are you saying here? What What do you want to be for me right now that you can't be any other time? And so Psalm 23, I'm meditating on it. I learned it in a different version. I'm learning it in NIV right now. Psalm 23, you are my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. So I'm I'm just taking it verse by verse. So it doesn't have to be I'm spending hours in the word meditating on the scripture, but I'm just taking a, a, a you know, a word and allowing the Holy Spirit to speak to me. You know, while I'm driving in the car, I just all week, this has been um, the verse that I'm I'm sitting with the Lord in the prayer room in my house. You know, I'm brushing my teeth. I, I'm thinking about that. And then I'm turning it into a declaration mm. where it says, the Lord is my shepherd. I will not, uh, well, I lack nothing. So I, I'm turning that piece into, I lack nothing. You know, so when those things come up in everyday life that I'm experiencing, the, you know, the fear, the stress, I lack nothing. I lack, I don't lack wisdom. I don't lack anything. Everything I need can be found in him. And that's that's that posture of coming into his presence and recognizing that I am in him is what John, you know, John 10 talks about. John 15 talks about he is in me and I am in him. So as I as I cultivate that place of his presence and realize that everything that I need is found in him, I'm not praying for faith. I'm not praying for something. I'm, I'm coming and I'm, I'm receiving from him what he has already given to me. Uh, fasting is a part of that as I approach the new year and January, we start off our, our year with, um, corporate fasting, mm -hmm. but then also individually. And for me, I'll be honest, um, a big one is social media and news because I like to know what's happening in the world. And so I have to, I have to literally cut it off for like yeah. three weeks to reset, you know, um, I mean, those that's good. Yeah. yeah, those are good. Uh, great suggestions. I think social media is a big one because, um, you know, we could take time to pray and fast, but we still have all the voices 
that are yes. coming in from news, voices coming in from social media. And sometimes it may be even people in our circle who where their voice is not aligned to what we have heard or what we're hearing from the word. And so I, I think it's being also yes. cognizant of where voices are coming from. And it's not to say that you don't love people, that we don't love people less or that we don't respect who they are. But when we start to be in a posture of uh, in, in God's presence and aligning ourselves with him, we're also increasing our discernment yes. of things that are not in alignment. And I, I, for me, the news and social media are two big ones as much as yeah. I have to, you know, share different things about like my podcast and other things that I'm involved in. I'm also conscious of turning it off uh, sometimes on a weekly basis and getting into that, making sure that I'm consistently reminding myself to be in that posture because it's it's like a continuous cycle of how we can be distracted and it can decrease our attention and our devotion uh, in, in God's presence. Absolutely. Yeah, we want to hear it from him, not through, we want to be a voice and not an echo as Amen. well. I like that. Yeah. Um, what can you share as wise counsel for us related to the power of practicing the devotion of God? You know, you said that you are a better person when you are consistently being proactive in being in God's presence. Yeah. And I think because of life, stress, all the things that people are juggling, whether it's family, job, ministry, activities that people are involved in, sometimes we can forget about the power that comes from it, the power to overcome, the power to reset us, even as it relates to the fruit of the spirit and how we conduct ourselves and yeah. interact with other people. Uh, what other things that can, can you share as wise counsel? Well, first of all, you know, God's intention has always been to dwell with man, right? Uh, Revelation 12, um, a scripture I pulled up here, Revelation 12, uh, 21, 3, John heard a loud voice from the throne proclaim, behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. Uh, he will dwell with them and they will be his people and God himself will be with them as their God. So he, his desire has always been to dwell with us, but it's not he he desires us. But there's also a, a, another plot, another plan with that, because when we dwell with him, he gives us his heart, his ideas, his purpose, his plans and his power, um, because he always desired to have a partner. And that's you and I. Um, so again, the uncreated God of the universe comes and dwells with us. We're in that season right now of, you know, God coming. And, um, when we, when we approach him from that posture, that posture of Thanksgiving, et cetera, um, it invites him, it invites him into our midst as we, you know, we come to, it's, it's a posture of dependency when we come to him like that. And it, it's an invitation for him to step in and release his power through us. And I think the revelation of that is really powerful, too, when we understand that it's not not us, but him through us. Um, we can see, you know, greater, greater breakthrough, et cetera. 
So, you know, we have this privilege to commune with the living God. What other religion, you know, who who else allows that? And again, I'm not praying to him far off. He's here within me. So I want to cultivate him within me. I want to pray in the Holy Spirit in my personal prayer language to cultivate and expand that place where I meet with him. And from that place, he releases his power. Um, so when, you know, it, it's like a back backwards kingdom, you know, when we're weak, he's strong. When we sit and we're quiet and we uh, lay it all out before him, he's allowed, he's able to, we, it's like we give him permission to come and strengthen us on the inside and to release himself through us. So it's, uh, I'm trying to teach my kids that as well. <laughs> but it's this thing from the place of communion with God and ministry to the Lord. We also co-labor with him. You know, when we pray with him, pray to him and we, you know, we worship him, we come into agreement and we listen to what he says. Then he releases, you know, we open up our mouth to pray and proclaim things and his power is released through that. So we begin, to, you know, we get to be his vessel that he uses. Yes. One of the things before we get into a time of prayer on this very topic, prayer focus on devotion, there's so many things that are going on in the world. I mean, there's wars, uh, things that are happening in climate and people are under high stress and being overwhelmed with anxiety, heaviness, depression. How can we encourage or what are your thoughts on encouraging people to maintain, to still maintain that mindset and the process of devotion, even under high stress with all the things that they might be facing personally and then all the things that are happening in the world? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, my husband is really big on this, <laughs> being prone to stress and, and whatnot. You know, one of the very first things is to engage our will. We have to choose. We have to recognize what's going on and not be oblivious that the enemy wants to kill, steal, and destroy. Um, so it requires strength of will to choose what God says over whatever else is coming against us. Um, having godly people in our lives that can help to recalibrate. It, it, we don't want to be isolated. This is not a time to be isolated. You need to find your one, two, three um, people and stay tight. If you're in ministry, having a prayer shield is critical. We've experienced that because we're church planning right now. And the week that we started church, uh, we, we experienced a, a few, some pushback and some extra things. And immediately we knew what was going on. But um, having people that pray with you and for you is important. Setting rhythms and then sticking to them is, is absolutely critical when the, you know, when the storms come, my husband, we do breath prayers. I don't know if you're familiar with, I'm sure you are, but people, um, Psalm 62, one is a great one. Go look it up, write it down. Psalm 62, one, my soul finds rest in you alone. And so you just breathe in, you breathe him in and breathe the stress out. It, my soul finds rest. You, you know, when you find yourself in that stressful situation, anchor to the word, anchor to the Lord and allow him to fill you where you feel lack, where you, where you feel fearful, et cetera. Find that scripture um, and, and anchor to it and use it, use it 
as a, as a weapon against the enemy and, and against, it's not even always the enemy. Sometimes it's just ourselves not saying no, learn to say no to things. Um, you know, I feel like that's a biggie for us, especially this time of year and the new year, et cetera. Um, I also spend, I try to spend 15 to an hour praying in my prayer language daily. That's a huge one. It, it builds up your inner man and it might be something that not everybody's familiar with. Um, but I, I feel the strengthening that comes and I can more easily say no to spiritual attacks or just heaviness um, at times when I do that. Yeah, that's good. That that those are good uh, principles to follow. Uh, so I want to ask you to go ahead and uh, lead us into about uh, five to six minutes of, of prayer. Yes. Um, related to this. Yep. And so I'm just going to pray Ephesians 3, 16 and 18 over us right now. And I'm going to read it, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with power through his spirit in the inner man so that Christ may dwell in your heart through faith and that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth and to know know the love of Christ, which surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled up to the fullness of God. So Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you would strengthen each person, each one of us, through your spirit in our inner man right now. I pray that you would strengthen us uh, with understanding, with, with your love right now. I just pray, Holy Spirit, that you would minister to each heart. I, I pray uh, just a breaking off of any assignment set against against you right now in Jesus name, any assignment against your thinking against what God might be saying to you right now. We cut those things off and we just, we posture our hearts to listen and to receive from you and you alone. Lord, I ask that in this season, you would expand our capacity to know you and experience you and live in your abundance. God, I pray for a revelation of Jesus Christ, the hope of glory that lives inside of us. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would um, you would bloom, you would, you would resound inside of us. I pray that you would make us aware of who you are and what you're about in our in our lives in a really, really practical way in this season. I pray that that Jesus, you would be more and more at home in our soul and our spirit. I pray that you would uh, that you would cause the the negative emotions and the feelings that don't align line up with your truth to begin to fall away, and I pray that you would fill us up to the fullness of God with your truths, uh, Lord. We pray that you would teach us to abide in you, teach us what it means to abide in you. I pray for that that revelation again of Jesus living in us and we and you, God. I pray for peace. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would surround us uh, like a blanket with your peace. I pray, Father, that in this season that we would be led by conviction and peace. I pray the peace that passes all understanding would, would fill us right now, God. And, and in every moment that you would we would be led by your spirit and led by your peace. I pray, Jesus, that you would root us and ground us. Um, in the living reality of Jesus in us right now. I pray um, that you would fill every hole, every place of lack. We thank you that you are our shepherd and that we lack nothing. God, I pray that we would 
um, experience the abundance of heaven. Right now, God, I pray that if there are any thoughts that don't align with your truth about who we see ourselves to be or or who you are, or what you want to be for us, God, I pray that you would realign that. You would put your finger on those places and that you would begin to minister to that, Lord. I pray that busyness would, would drown. I pray that it would fall away and that we would be surrounded by your presence. I pray, Holy Spirit, where any person that would be listening or watching right now, I pray that they would begin to experience the presence of Jesus right now. We fix our eyes on you, Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith. We fix our eyes on you, Jesus, right now. And I pray for that peace that surrounds us to come. Thank you that your righteous right arm is, is not too short. Thank you, Jesus, that you are good and you are faithful all the time. And we receive out of who you are and not our feelings or the or what we might be experiencing. I pray. Um, I thank you, Lord, also that those who hope in you will renew their strength. I pray, Father, for a strengthening. I pray for a strengthening of the inner man. I pray. Jesus, and we thank you that we will soar on wings like eagles and run and not grow weary, that we will walk and not be faint. I just pray that over you, that you will walk and not be faint. I pray for strength. Thank you, Jesus, for the free access that we have to your voice and your your presence 24-7. I pray, God, that the strategies of heaven would would encounter our hearts, Lord, that we would think what you think, we would hear what you hear, we would see what you see, see in this season, God, right now, and that we would experience the reality of, of who you are. I pray blessing and favor over each one, Lord. I thank you that your word does not return void. I thank you that your word accomplishes what you please and it will prosper in all the things for which, which you send it, Lord. Isaiah 55, 11. I pray that you would teach us to, to speak forth what you are saying in this season and that we would grab hold of those things over every other stressor or lie or whatever that would come against us and our families. Father, I thank you that as we persist in speaking your word, until it accomplishes its purpose. Your word is like a fire. It's like a hammer that shatters a rock. Jeremiah 23, 29. I pray that over us that your word would be like a rock that shatters um, or like a hammer that shatters the rock uh, around us, Jesus. And I pray, Father, that you would rain down on us with the revelation of your kingdom, the revelation of your love, your, your deep, wide, high love, Father, I pray that your love would penetrate every place, God, every place of lack. Father, I just we just say that this is a season of no, there's no lack in you. So every place where we feel like we lack, um, lack finances, we lack resources. Lord, I thank you that you are the great provider. And so we just choose a posture of receiving from you where we lack peace, where we lack strength or health. We just receive out of who you are right now. Lord, we just receive. Thank you. Thank you. Lord, thank you. Thank you that you are faithful. Thank you that you nothing, everything about you is good and true. And we receive out of that place right now. 
Thank you, Jesus, that we have chosen as your, we've been chosen as your son, as your daughter, and that we've been given every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Thank you for lavishing on us, Lord. We receive from you right now. And we thank you, Father, we thank you for your goodness and your faithfulness in Jesus' name. Amen. And I repeat the word that you shared from Psalm 23, the NIV version. You say, uh, we lack nothing. And that in all the things that we might experience or encounter, that as we walk through the door and align ourselves with Jesus as the door, we lack nothing. That's right. And that's the promise for us that even with things that we're waiting on God, that we may not, as we walk through the door and we're in alignment with him, uh, that there is manifestation of those promises. But yes. until that manifest, full manifestation comes, that we we lack nothing, that we're declaring that every step of the way, everywhere that we go, we're, we're declaring that. Any closing thoughts that you'd like to share before we go? Um, yeah, I, I think you just summed it up with what you said. <laughs> I believe that uh, that there's a again, just re returning to what I felt like the Lord was saying for the year, just to step out in confidence, knowing that this is the season to step in and to step out. And I think it's also a time to be letting go of something. So even as we do, um, you know, as we're coming in, we're in 2024, um, just asking the Lord, is there anything I need to let go of as well? Because it's easier to to grab hold of, of what God has for us when we let go of the things that that are, are hindering or maybe just aren't the best for this season. So I pray that the Lord would also give us wisdom and discernment in that so that we can fully embrace this season. Awesome. Thank you so much, Kara, for being yeah. with us. Uh, this was there, uh, very much thought provoking and enlightening. And, and I pray that it blesses many because uh, it's definitely blessed me today with some reminders and some key principles to uh, keep in focus as well as I progress through the year. Yep. It's so great to see you again, Dr. Yvonne. Pray blessing over you and your ministry as well. Same to you, Dr. Kara. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Blessings. Yep. Take care. That's all the time that we have for this week's episode. If you remember nothing else, remember that you lack nothing. Tune in next week for another episode of Live Exceptionally. Don't forget to subscribe, like, and share with others on YouTube or your preferred podcast platform. And stay connected with us at elisi.org. Have an exceptional week. Thanks for joining us for Live Exceptionally with Dr. Yvonne Thompson. Each week, we'll explore the secrets to living a life that is both intentional and fulfilling. We'll talk to folks that will share about productivity, mindfulness, and self-care to learn practical tips and strategies for staying focused, managing our time, and finding balance within a kingdom mindset. We'll also hear from people who have made the choice to live exceptionally and learn from their experiences and insights. Connect with Dr. Yvonne by signing up at elici.org. That's E-L-I-C-I dot org. Until next time, we're praying that you find balance and rest so you can live exceptionally.